Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Speaking Ambition podcast. I am currently in Telford <laughs> today. I am at the um, I'm speaking at the Bookkeepers Conference here. Um, and it's great. I'm I've got a session later and it's with uh, sponsored by Receipt Bank. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and really apt actually. So today I thought was the day to share my chat with Della Hudson, um, author of The Numbers Business. And I'm pretty sure a very, very high percentage of the delegates here today have probably read Della's book because it has helped so many people to take that leap to start their own business. Um, So even if you are not in accountancy and you are a business owner, actually it's got some really great ideas on just very simply how to get started out there. Yes, it has got all the, you know, ins and outs of, of, again, accountancy or bookkeeping, but actually it's pretty good as as a blueprint to start up your own business. Anyway, there's also something else that I thought was pretty exciting. This is the 10th episode. Woohoo! <laughs> um, it's amazing we've got here. They say a lot of people don't start, you know, they start a podcast and they don't keep it going. And I have to say, I've really enjoyed doing it. Um, it has been tricky. Now, I know, I know that the audio quality is not the best. Um, and I'm working on that. And I thought I'd basically see how this went. Um, and I know that it's all a bit rough and ready because I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm doing the editing myself. I'm sat here with my lovely portable uh, USB microphone. Um, it has no pop shield, anything like that. So you do get a lot of my plosives. Um, apologies. But the great news is, is that it will get better and better. And hopefully soon I'll get a new, better USB microphone to plug in. Um, That's the aim of the game anyway. It's certainly on my uh, to-do list. And thank you so much for sticking with me if you're still listening. Um, So we will get better. If you do have any recommendations or improvements, should um, things you or things you really like, can you let me know? I'd love to hear what works for you, what you love hearing about, what you don't love hearing about. Um, And also with a promise of better audio quality. (laughs) There you go. So you can always email me. I'm at hello at bondambition.co.uk. Anyway, let's get on with the interview and hear from Della Hudson. Welcome to the Speaking Ambition podcast. Here we explore what leadership sounds like in finance and accounting. I'm your host, Alexandra Bond-Burnett, speaker, coach and founder of the Speakbox Leadership Programme, designed to help you access your leadership voice. This week, I'd like to talk about imposter syndrome. I found out that 62%, there was a study done, 62% of people working in financial services especially suffer from imposter syndrome. If you've not heard of the turn of phrase before, I promise you, you will have recognised the symptoms. So imposter syndrome was, um, let's say discovered, but (laughs) effectively a psychologist coined the phrase back in the 70s. And it's 
especially prevalent with high achieving individuals. Now tell me if this has ever happened to you because I'm going to bet it has. Um, that you feel when you do succeed and there's an achievement and there's some success, um, you feel very embarrassed about any praise given to you and uh, not just uh, not just out of pride but the fact that you feel that it wasn't deserved and that actually people find out that you're just not worthy of it at all and that it was purely luck and happenstance that you achieve something and and you just don't want any recognition because you know they're going to find out that, that, that it was completely by accident that you did it um it could also be the fact that you feel you put a massive amount of pressure on yourself to achieve things alone and that you can't ask for help it could be that even when you do achieve it's just not good enough and you think you could have done better um to be honest it, the list goes on of all of these things effectively you never think you deserve your success um, you always think that someone's going to find out that it's all a lie um, that you're an imposter and that you're just not good enough at all ever for anything and you just consistently you might be working hours and hours later striving to achieve and it's never going to be good enough and you know blood sweat and tears still means that you feel like an imposter that you, you just simply are it, it's not enough and so many people feel this and put themselves under a ginormous amount of pressure um as i said this is particular with high achievers um and 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 i've said this so many times i think is that any think of anyone right now think of the most successful person the person that you admire the person that you look up to it could be i mean it could be someone you know well known it could be someone in your organization or family but i promise you that at some point i mean think back at that 62% they are going to have huge doubts now of course it's good to have a level of modesty and decorum with these things and that can spur things on but the danger about imposter syndrome is that our self-critic can really stop us from achieving and it can it can paralyze us and that that sense that we're never going to be good enough can hold us literally stop us in our tracks um and that can be in your career path if you if you're trying to launch your business and get anything you think no no one's going to want me um and and let's face it this can spill over outside of the career kind of work area into personal life as well so much and it's a really big deal it's a very big deal but most people have this so if any of that rings true with you and you think yep yep i've i've that really sounds familiar you're not alone you really aren't alone I've certainly had so many times where even when I've I've done so well, I think, well, yeah, but I, it could have been better. I could have done it better. And I really beat myself up about it. Um, actually, another one is taking um, criticism. And, and it's actually how we deal with any critique of our work. Now, it could be that with imposter syndrome, we feel it deep really deep like if any critique of our work it goes right down like kind of into your chest and and then you're beating yourself up about every minute detail um 
And instead of actually taking the constructive elements out of um, the feedback, let's say, rather than criticism, and moving forward. So it's a really big deal. Now, I mentioned before this week, we're speaking to Della Hudson, and I do ask her about imposter syndrome and about her experiences, um, because she's a, a very high achiever. And she's fantastically open about her experiences and I really encourage anyone else out there to be open and to find someone else that you can chat to about it and I've got um, something else coming up um, in relation to help people with imposter syndrome so do listen out for the end of the episode for that anyway first of all I asked Della a bit about her and her background and how she got started in um, not only being an accountant but now being a best-selling author and a consultant to the accounting world. Yeah, I set up my business just because I couldn't find an employer who would give me the flexible part-time work that I wanted when I had small children. I never had any ambition to be a business owner. I'd have quite happily, you know, done a good job as an employee. Um, but I'm afraid that the lack of flexible work forced it upon me and I started, I, I thought I was just going to do a few sets of accounts from the kitchen table, but because my background's in running businesses, I did the right things and it just sort of grew. <laughs> my accounting experience, I was usually um, a FC or FD of a, a small UK subsidiary of a, a bigger multinational or international organisation. So I didn't just have responsibility for the finance department. I was part of the decision-making board or management team. So I, in industry, everything I did was a lot broader than pure accounts. Um, so I just applied so many people come out of corporate life into working for themselves and bring the principles with them. But essentially we, we've been business accountants and advisors and it was always the advisory side that excited me more. There's a certain calmness in having a nicely prepared set of accounts at the end of the day. <laughs> but there's also the excitement of actually doing things that change those numbers, that grow those numbers. And a few years ago, somebody had challenged me, you know, why was I doing accountancy at all if it's the advisory that I liked? And uh, it, it was one of the things that I sort of thought about it for several years. And with the age of my kids didn't need quite the same work structure so I, uh, I was able to sell up my business and try, try uh, the purely advisory route and, and the book just triggered that I, I do that predominantly for accountants now. I do other businesses as well but I, it's sort of a, a niche with accountants and bookkeepers. One of the questions um, that came through was, it was brilliant because of course you're so visible now, you, you're everywhere <laughs> we were just at accountex together um and you know you were you were talking and sharing your insights there sitting on on several panels um and also you talk at a lot of um so professional body events um you know and i mean i couldn't i could go through all of the things that you've been doing but i don't know if we have enough time on the episode um <laughs> But one of the questions was, was saying that you've always marketed yourself and your business in a really confident manner. Um, and, you know, a, and actually this note notes that your column in a local paper, as well as your workshops and panel debates, and all of those things. 
Now, a really common, um, I suppose, side effects of being um, especially introverted um, is imposter syndrome. And this question asks you if you've ever suffered with imposter syndrome, and if so, how have you ever overcome it so that you can continually put yourself out there um, and, and also deal with any criticism that came along? Yes, I do suffer from imposter syndrome, and I think most successful women do. I don't know many men who admit to it. I suspect there are more who suffer than will admit to it. Um, and the other thing to remember is the success that is, is here now has grown up gradually over the years. So it still surprises me. I've won so many awards already this year, and I keep looking at them and having to remember it's not just for what I'm doing at the moment, it's a, a cumulative thing. But um, I keep a list on my phone of things that I have done well. I also keep a list of mistakes I've made. But when I look at that, there are many more things that I've done well than mistakes. So I, I can look logically and go, yeah, I, you know, forget how I'm feeling. The, these are the facts. Um, and I always believe in celebrating successes. I, I'm the sort of person, I, I keep two bottles in my fridge. One is um, champagne for the big wins, and one is just sparkling wine for the, the little victories. So it's remembering to celebrate the things that you've done well. And that way, when you're not feeling 100% confident of why you're, you are where you are, you can sort of look back on that, those champagne moments through the years and the, uh, the Prosecco moments as well. So it's, it's just <laughs> celebrating what you do well, because we all do good things and it'd be different for everybody. But make sure you keep that for those days when you don't feel it. So would you say, I mean, that's... Uh, that is fantastic and I'm I'm with you I'm really about celebrating the big wins and um because at the end of the day life is short and yeah. if you if you don't do that you know what's it all about really and and there will be and especially if you are um a founder or working on your own there are going to be a lot of a lot of down days and a lot of uh, kind of negative things we feel like you've failed um so yeah i like them the idea of having your champagne moments and your prosecco moments time for a quick break in the podcast well first of all i think the most important thing is you go and check your fridge and make sure that you've got some champagne in there ready for those champagne moments which reminds me of when i took over my lease for my uh, office a few years ago um i took over from a lovely ifa and um <laughs> all he had in the entire kitchen not even tea bags no coffee nothing but two bottles of champagne so he was clearly set up for champagne moments <laughs> On another note, as this is the 10th episode, I would like to um, give you a bit of an offer. So we've been talking about imposter syndrome and how we overcome it. I do have a free course on how to help you manage and hopefully eliminate imposter syndrome. It's a seven day email course. So each day, like um, for seven days, you will get an exercise to help you overcome uh, that inner imposter voice that tells you you're not good enough. So there are things like um, 
There are audits to do um, and in terms of visualization techniques, these are things that I use and I find massively helpful. And this is really what I think will help you to prioritize the emotions, make sure that you can be massively efficient and stop any paralysis when it comes to trying to get things done. Anyway, you can find it at my website. It's www.bondambition.co.uk forward slash imposter. So that's forward slash imposter. Go check it out and you can get the seven day course instantly. Okay, back to the show. with criticism if if any comes along because that can be I, I know that I can often feel like if um, maybe if I wasn't getting the response I hoped or, or something like that I can I can feel it it can weigh heavily it, um, and that's the crux of imposter syndrome is that we get so nervous about those failures and we overlook the successes how do you deal with those failures is it just checking checking your list yeah it, it's going it depends you know what the criticism is and where it's come from um you know has somebody just misinterpreted something that i've said or done in which case it's a communication thing that you know can i put it right or you know at least get it right going forwards is it something that i've actually done wrong in in which case yeah you definitely need to to sort it out so so, some are real issues, some are just perception issues, and some are just people who don't actually know me and <laughs> think they do, or, you know, their opinion just isn't valid in some way, and those you can, almost immediately, you can brush off. So it's looking where the source of the criticism is, looking at the truth of it, and then is it a real thing or a perception thing? And, you know, if, if it's a big issue, it goes on my list of bad things, just so that I know for next time. Yeah, not too many make it there. Hopefully you can sort things out, get back to people. It's, it's just not reacting in the heat of the moment is something I've learned over the years. Um, really good advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give, it, give it a moment to, to settle. Analyse it, work out what went wrong, what you do differently, and then just let it go. It, it's a, important to learn and then let it go. Don't stew over it. There's a lot of confusion generally about what an introvert is. Um, I'm not shy. I don't mind spending time with people. I like people. Um, I'm not unconfident. I'm reasonably confident in who I am in myself. Um, and you know, whilst I'd rather you liked me, I, you know, if you don't, then you know, it, it doesn't bother me too much if it's just a, a personality clash. Uh, introverts to me is about energy. So I can go out, I can do a two-day conference, I can speak from the stage, I can spend time with people and, and chat to them, find out about their business and things like that. And then I just come home and I crash for two days. It's that introverts um, bend energy when they're out with people, whereas extroverts um, are fed energy from people they they get their energy from people um so that sounds like a similar thing i can i can often do that that people will actually identify me as an extrovert when not necessarily um yes. 
do you have any advice for someone who is sitting out there who's had their practice and going, oh, do you know what? I'd love to do more events. I'd love to get out there more and connect, but I, I don't know how, how do I start? I'm, I'm feeling really, it makes me very nervous to go networking, basically. To be honest, if you really, really don't want to network face to face, then social media is a good alternative for introverts. You can get a lot of that on your on your own terms online. It works best if you can do both. So with face to face networking, I have a certain list of questions that I can call upon to ask people. And often if you ask people questions, they're quite happy to talk about themselves. <laughs> and um, yeah, and people think it's wonderful if you're willing to listen. Then there's, because of all the social media stuff I do, when I do go out in the real world, I make sure I look like my social media picture, I have my hair down, I have my contact lenses instead of my glasses. And I, I'm often branded with the uh, appropriate top or at least the right colours. So <laughs> it's making it easy for other people to talk to me. And what, um, I mean, do you, how do you find that your presence, and you say online, but also um, in face-to-face, -face, has it helped or hindered your career? It's definitely helped. And I think that's, it, it's a good thing overall, but especially for accountants, so many of us are poor at the, the sort of soft skills. Um, I think, um, what does Mark Lee call them? He calls them the, the key business skills or something, yeah. which is probably more appropriate and I ought to change my vocabulary. But it, it's those things that accountants are often weak at, so it's easy to stand out and actually appear quite personable just because you can say hello. Um, it's the old, you know, the extroverted accountant looks at your shoes, not his own shoes, things like that. It's a, it's a low bar sometimes. <laughs> But I would say just practice, get out there and try it. And the more you try it, the better you'll get. When I started doing the, the public speaking at our own Money Matters events, I got them recorded for later use. But watching back, the first one was awful. The second one was better. By the third one, I was comfortable, but by not done any more than that first one i'd have never reached the the comfortable stage where i am now so i still hate doing them but i know i can do them it's uh do you find it's a necessary i don't want to say evil <laughs> that makes that's sense. the word i'd use yes <laughs> <laughs> okay a necessary evil then but it is one that you've grown to be fairly um fairly con I, no i'm going to stick with confident and because you know that you can do it, you have the ability to do it. Yeah, and, and I know I have, you know, with the feedback with the book and from the speaking I do is that I have information that people need. So in that respect, I feel obliged to stand on the stage and share it. Um, and, and it would just be un unkind not to. Why would you stop people having access to, to things that can help them? And to overcome a bit of discomfort for myself, which the stage has reached now, you know, personally, I'd be, I'd, if I could 
have my business without the speaking, I'd be quite happy. But because you know, people need that, so I, I, I feel obliged to do it. So that's interesting that you've just said, you know, if I could have my business without speaking. So speaking has been a massively important part of your business, would you say? Definitely. Um, both with my accountancy practice and even more now where I, you know, there is no other way that people can find out what I can do in, unless they happen to have read the book or one of the articles that I've done. Thank you, Della, for joining us and sharing your insights. It's so wonderful to have someone so candid about their experiences, especially with something I think is so important as imposter syndrome, because it really can stop you from moving forward. Uh, procrastination is one of the main uh, causes, you know, it, um, or results from imposter syndromes. It stops us from actually moving forward and getting things done. If you really do suffer from public speaking or um, presentation skills kind of issues and things like that, what Della was saying about just trying to make it uh, break down the discomfort and move forward is absolutely spot on. So I would say look up your local PSA, the Professional Speaking Association. Also, there are clubs like Toastmasters um, and things like that. So go do join these these great groups. They're um, national um, and in fact, they're international even. Um, and there are lots of other ones as well. And actually just being in a very supportive, nurturing environment like that can really help you build your confidence and make it a lot less um, <laughs> scary, I suppose. Um, and also, you know, I do run group sessions um, in terms of speaking, confidence, communication skills. So do get in touch and see when they are. You can subscribe on the website for more updates um, as, as and when I host them. So do keep in touch. Um, also, you can join our Facebook group. So we tend to have um, just a lot of information or people that are doing the courses and seeing how they're going. So if you would like to build your communication skills, uh, it is called Communication Skills for Evolving Leaders. Do check it out online. We'd love to have you there and say hi to me because I'm in there as well. Anyway, it's time for us to go. I know, crazy. I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode please do if you have any feedback at all um help others with their imposter syndrome i suppose so do let us know if there's anything we can improve on if i can be uh, any other topics that you'd like to hear about and any general feedback would be much appreciated so do contact me at hello at bondambition.co.uk otherwise we'll be in touch later um, we're going to focus a lot more on entrepreneurs and startups and how we can use those skills to win at business so we'll, that'll be next session on the speaking ambition podcast thanks everyone